0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: It is episode 308 of the Spanish Announce Table. Tom, uh, I hope you are doing well. Looks like you are in your dungeon. What do you call that there? Do you call it the uh, man cave or do you call it? No, uh, because
0: anyone's allowed here, right? Because like Emily, my wife, she can come down here. It's not just men only. It's not like the the no ma'am club from uh, Married with Children.
1: No ma'am.
0: Yeah. Uh, But no, it's anyone's welcome. It's just my little place of fun trinkets and memorabilia. No, No. uh, it just just, you know,
1: just the basement, huh?
0: Just the basement, just the Uh the the place where I record the greatest podcast recorded on a Thursday night.
1: Tom, it hit me. Uh, I was uh, on a virtual uh, networking event today. Um, Got plugged in through some mutual friends to you know networking group that's doing it virtually during COVID Mm -hmm. times. And I was telling him uh, about the podcast, and I said, uh, "We are humanity's best podcast about humanity's best performance art: professional wrestling." You ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? You ain't right. lying. So here we are, and and we're getting this one off. Uh, took a little tinkering around, setting up with some you know tech well, because. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Where are you? So, you know where I am, right? We've been
0: doing Mm -hmm. the Spanish Announce Table relaunch Mm -hmm. 11.6. By now, you know where I'm at. Uh, It might be upstairs in the library. It might be down in the basement. But where are
1: you? Yeah. And Tom, it's a good question, because if if anybody's listening to the audio only version of the podcast, you may not see uh, behind me that, um, you know, I'm not in my usual location. I don't have the green screen up with uh you know what i mean uh, a funny background right uh, i i am on the road i am on a trip and i am staying at the four seasons here um you know uh t- total landscaping company four seasons total landscaping oh, company oh yeah because that doesn't look like a four seasons but um it's a little you know things got a little mixed up with the booking um but that happens i mean it happens to the smartest of folks. Well, so
0: yeah, and what you're saying is you you made the honest mistake, which people mm-hmm. do that every single day. But instead of course correcting, you doubled down.
1: It was going to be a lot of work, um, you know, to then go back to the Four Seasons. The rating, the rates would have rose, and I got a sweet deal. Um, yeah, you staying in the garage. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot to talk about. Um, but the Four Seasons total landscaping company is set me up with a sweet deal i'm right here between the fire extinguisher and the hose um not the first time right (laughs) um but we've got a lot of things to talk about Uh, we've got big things to talk about and so we couldn't hold this this you know they're allowing me to set up tech here at the four seasons Total Landscaping Company
0: If there's one thing that the Four Seasons Total Landscaping is known for It's hospitality to visitors Who are trying to make a uh, Podcast, that is definitely for
1: sure Well yes, again Big announcements to make uh, And and we've got to do it here at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company And that is, uh, one of the announcements Is uh, Any long term listeners know of the Community feel this show used to have
0: oh boy it did uh, yeah. and then mm-hmm. we got tired of it but it's coming back
1: <laughs> we thought we were going to switch things up i was uh trying to maintain a public appearance uh, for certain things as well uh but we would like to encourage folks uh, to begin uh, we've a- folks have asked if they could email the show again we would like email to the show that offer again mm-hmm. email the show Let's, again, let's not have an email that I've got to print on two pieces of paper or something. Well, you know, and like-
0: here's the other thing, though, because now it's very important that you're making this announcement at the Four Seasons Total, Total, Landscaping, Land- Total
1: Landscaping Company. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's because, since you are a traveling man going to all the mm-hmm. most important places, we need to have emails that are according, right? right. So let's not get uh, red in the face with vul- vulgarities to Where we can't say it to co workers, right? Or in Tim's case, yeah. traveling, uh, networking events.
1: All of my fellow Americans should be able to uh watch and listen to the show and exactly. not be too revolted other than by our natural appearance, which um, you know, we're trying. You know, we are trying. I'm wearing a uh, you know, a collared shirt, I'm wearing a hat. You, know? <laughs> you are wearing a hat. Um, so yes, emails, the tweet the tables. I, Let's hit those up again. You know, we've got two now because again, we have not been doing a good job of making sure that we've been getting into those. But we want to, you know, we want those again. We want to have this kind of, um, you know, help us drive this show. Right? There was a lot of good input from the fans and some zingers, and we'd like to, well, to and hear something again.
0: Right? So I mm-hmm. said we got tired of it. We got tired of it in this sense. Uh, there were certain tweet the tables, which all of them were fun to read, but it's hard to respond when you ask us what do we think of the new sunglasses Joey Janelle is wearing, for example? Like, that wouldn't be a good Tweet to Table for this week's podcast because, one, Joey Janela wasn't on Dynamite or Full Gear, but also, two, uh, what do you want, right? Like, that's a hard thing to, like, let's, conversational pieces, uh, informational pieces, you know, if, if you know the independent name of the guy in Top Flight who's going to be wrestling the Young Bucks next week, Cool. That's something we would want to know. If you want our opinion on his new Nikes, hmm, we're probably not going to read that one. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind yeah. as we kind of relaunch eleven point six Spanish announce table uh, at the Four Seasons uh, Total Landscaping in the the basement. Bring back the we're bringing back the emails. We're bringing back tweet the tables, but we're doing best of the best. Okay, we're not mm-hmm. just saying hey yeah, so because you tweeted the table you're getting on.
1: Maybe well, not. And you know us, you know we have said you know we, the caveat is uh, we don't mind R rated. We're trying to avoid an nc C seventeen rating uh, or NC17 rating, right? If you will, right. Um, but and hey.
0: you can also be angry, right? Uh, you know, we're not saying you have to be. I'm angry all the time. And, yeah, I mean, guys, how how long have you guys heard me get angry? I get, I got angry before this call even started
1: because do, of people. Do you know how angry I got when I found out that this Four Seasons. The Total Landscaping Company did not have a continental breakfast. I, it was almost a deal breaker, and I almost went back to the Four Seasons Hotel. But the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company still the sweet deal and the tech setup. As they the should. Wi-Fi here,
0: yeah, you haven't know? you haven't dropped yet? And usually you drop no. about two or three times, so that's pretty mm-hmm. great.
1: Uh, yeah. But again, this this thing right here, it's uh, right below the fire extinguisher, right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a Wi-Fi box. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. but but again to to clarify our statements here uh don't feel like you have to be proper and needing to only say appropriate things in this kind of tone and Tim and Tom, would you please uh, elaborate on the match between Kenny Omega and John Mock? Like, shut the fuck up, right? Yeah. But again, you but we're say, also not saying, let's put yeah. it in the... Bleh, 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 bleh. We're not getting there. And so, okay?
1: for the new listeners, what we mean by Tweet the Tables is hashtag Tweet the Table. If you're on Twitter, uh, or even if you're on, you know what I mean? If you've got a similar short-form content you want to get through is you can go to our website, SpanishDownstable.net, find all of our social media links. There is also a contact page. So if you don't know the email, you don't need to know it. Go to our SpanishNounce There's dot There's contact link. It'll filter right to our emails. Or you can use an email, tableshow at gmail.com. On Twitter, use hashtag tweet the table. Anytime you got a wrestling thought, if you're watching the show and you're like, Joey you know, it looks like a jackass in those new sunglasses. Okay. Send us Tweet the Table, right? We may read but it, we, we may not,
0: right? But we may not, right?
1: But we may. And we're gonna say who you are. We're gonna talk about you. Let's build this community again, right? You're gonna see other like minded folks using hashtag tweet the table. We're gonna re- we're gonna talk about you on the show. We'll we'll talk to you more. Uh, you can say things like, "Hey, this is stupid, guy. What kind of jackass? What kind of jackass would put out any kind of content from the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company? Uh, who, with any self dignity or respect?" We put out something so important as this show from the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company. You know, you can say whatever you want, uh, anything like that, right? And use hashtag tweet the table when you do it, and everybody will love you. You're going to make new friends. Hey, there you go. Or you're going to reconnect with old ones.
0: Hey, so let's get and into And make sure the you news. follow
1: Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company, our generous host.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Might do that. I probably won't. Hey, so let's get into it. Uh, There's a lot of things to cover, Uh, a lot of major happenings for AEW. So, right, they had a big, huge pay-per-view on Saturday night, another jam-packed episode of Dynamite. But before we get into both of those events for AEW, they also had some breaking news. Uh, in the video game world, Tim, I believe you had the announcement. Let's uh, share with the listeners and viewers what that news is.
1: Yes, and I will read some intermittently. I may jump in and out of this article that I have pulled up here from Bleacher Report. And this is AEW announces console mobile gaming options for wrestling brands. So, AEW had been talking about this, AEW Games 1.0 or whatever, and telling everybody to watch. And I would forgot about it. And, Tom, you sent me the link on Messenger, Facebook Messenger. And uh, that was it. And I just checked it out. I was like, oh, I watched the whole thing. If you have not watched it, I would suggest going to AEW's YouTube page and checking that out. While you're there on YouTube, I can suggest another great YouTube page. We are the Spanish-announced Tube. right? Uh, But their thing, the whole idea of them all coming out as Steve Jobs was great. None of them expecting the other one to come out. And all of them, when they got hired... With a contract, they were like, no, only if I can be involved, <laughs> right? I love all the little details. This is what AEW is good about, and we'll talk about this later in other parts uh, of mm-hmm. AEW, but the little details, they don't lose those, right? Whereas right. some of the competition at WWE is so m- enormous now, and they've got so much content they're churning out that maybe they do, right? Uh, AEW, though, this the details of all of this were great. Kenny Omega first introduces uh, the console game, and then I think it was Britt Baker, the first mobile game, yes? Or no, she was the T-shirt,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, right? But we'll go on. I'll read Aubrey. some of this article. Aubrey
0: was right. the mobile Aubrey. game. Britt Baker was yes. the T-shirt. Cody was a casino game. That of the four was the only one I was a little bit confused on. I'm assuming it's a mobile casino game?
1: I think it's a mobile casino game, which kind of fits their – double or nothing Today, all in, right.
0: you know, Vegas kind yeah. of theme. But let's uh, let's talk real quick. Uh, so as you mentioned at the start, Kenny Omega releases early video game footage. As it said, it uh, as it stated before the video game footage, it said this is still early. It could change. But what we saw there, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and then uh, Sheeta coming in, beating up Kenny Omega, which I thought he would she would have beat up uh, Jericho felt like that was more of a natural fit. But I, th- I guess because. Kenny Omega has wrestled females. It was more of a natural, you know, we've seen this kind of thing before, uh, even though it was a video game. But before all that, what did you think of the video game footage that we saw?
1: It looked... I I was a little underwhelmed, if I can say. so, Like, from the graphics standpoint. But they did say, hey, this isn't final. But I thought, if you're showing it to me it's probably not too far off from final Mm, right and i'm not it i don't like when they do the video games where things look disproportionate from reality right like everybody looks like they have a barrel chest and these ginormous arms well
0: that's what they alluded to is that this is the same guy who made wwe no mercy and if you go back to wwe no mercy That was the same kind of thing. Everyone was blocks and everyone had square shoulders and everyone had the big elbows and the weird forearms, you know, the whole thing. So maybe we're getting uh, a callback to No Mercy to be like, hey, that was so fun. They look similar. Um, I was just not impressed. I was just happy that it it wasn't trying to look too outrageous it was trying to stay more true to what you see on tv you know sometimes for example if you look at wwe battleground the the new video game from wwe that they've skipped over 2k that was that's too much, right? You got Undertaker turning blue, uh, the Fiend turns like a bright red, and it's like cartoonish wrestling. And and I thought maybe AEW would go that route because they would say, "Hey, wouldn't this be fun if Kenny Omega could give you, you know, well, uh, a, 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 his finisher from the top of a building or we something?" Are,
1: we are in the comic book era of wrestling, as you know, we're starting to kind of figure mm-hmm. out, right? So maybe yeah, but this one, as you said, is more like No Mercy. I'm not the video game guy. I have stopped playing wrestling video games for probably over a decade now. So I'm not the guy to do it. I I haven't even played a video game in months. And when I do it might be Madden, you know, and I I have felt the urge recently like I should pick up video game, play a video game or two. But I know like you can't like you can't play like Madden without playing a season, right? Or a dynasty, and I don't have that kind of time. So I'm definitely not going to like go buy this game. I am interested Way more in this elite general manager mobile game.
0: Okay, this looks so, good. All right, let's get right. into that then. Yeah, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? One thing I'll say about the mobile game is that Aubrey has a background in developing mobile apps cool and mobile video games. So, of all the things that were announced, that I think has the most promise because it has the most expertise behind it. Now, I know the guy built uh, No Mercy, so that's obviously gives you some legs to stand on as far as credibility. But with Aubrey, I just feel like, okay, she's in the company and she can do this. Like, that's a good apples apples uh, help uh, with the lift of this game. Uh, It seemed interesting. I sometimes, unlike you, I'm more of a console guy where it is, yeah, let me go through and capture the heavyweight championship through a career mode. Where I start to check out is on the mobile because... You know this thing has nineteen hundred things on it, other than the the video game. So I start to go like, well, I wonder what Instagram's doing, or I wonder what Twitter's doing. What's hashtag tweet the table? I'm gonna go to that. And so then I just like, well, I haven't clicked on that uh, video game in a while because social media apps. So yeah. it did look cool, but talk a little bit about the the uh, GM game.
1: That does fit more my style currently. That's kind of the – if I have any ability to to like social media or gaming, it's like I've got five minutes now, I've got Uh two minutes later. So the mobile gaming might fit better in that. Um, I like this idea of of it is that, right? Like you're trying to book a show and score higher – and see what you can do. And I, I, I thought you would be drawn to this from all the T Story Time stuff, and your right. just natural inclination for like I could. Well, do I brain, am. You
0: yeah, I, I am. I am. I, I'm. I'm going to get this game. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, I am, you know, in my mid thirties, so I grew up with the console and not the mobile games. So that's where I just lean more mm-hmm. console because that's what I'm used yeah, to. I just the console but, is not
1: even like it's upstairs with my son at this point i'm just like oh, right i'm not going yeah. i'm not going up It's filthy up there i ain't going <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: the one thing that i was hoping for honestly if i if i'm being completely transparent is i hope even though the gm game will have its own mobile app i hope in the console you could do gm mode that would be cool yeah
1: that would be cool um i and i could be drawn if if somebody told me like this is amazing but i might go buy that console game but i know we're now moving into this like ps5 and i'm faced with this like i'm like i'm faced with this i am in my early 40s i'm 40 and i'm going oh am i at this point where i never buy another video game console now because i'm like i don't right i don't play the video game console right now i could right if when the kids move out and I've got way more free time, maybe that kind of thing. But that's several years out, so now I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I skip this one, right? Or maybe <laughs> if we get a PS Five, it's because my son got it, right? Right. Yeah. But I'm definitely not going to buy it. So now I'm also. Now I know they said you can still get it for the PS4. you know the existing consoles and stuff, yeah. but I'm not going to do that. Right? I'm not going <laughs> to spend sixty fucking sixty five dollars on that, right? I like how I guess, you just I give it up. <laughs> So I need somebody to tell me, like, I need you to be like, I bought this fucking game, it's great, and I can play, like, general manager where Mm -hmm. something's like. Because what I don't, like, the thing about wrestling games is, yeah, it's fun, but it's way more fun when I was younger and we were all in a room together and we were drinking and I'm beating your ass. Right. And yeah. you're like, All you do is rap bounce off the ropes and fucking clothes on me and I'm like, Yeah, but it works, right? Like or whatever, yeah. right? Like whatever the thing is, right? Be like, Yeah, I'm just too fat like or you build your own character to some niche thing and they can't stop it, right? Like yeah. all that kind of fun stuff. Or you'd make yourself right like mm-hmm. and fucking get the beard yeah, on con- a guy and go, All right.
0: Console games are definitely more for the community type of tournaments in, in a dorm room or in an apartment or at UpDown. Shout out mm-hmm. to UpDown. Hopefully, once COVID uh, measures are taken serious and we can get back to actually being in public uh, safely, um, we could go back there. Maybe that's where we could do our console AEW game. Maybe, uh, right. The other thing that was released was – the casino game what what about the casino game this this is the thing where it was a little bit left field like you said it does fit with the marketing of it but i don't think wrestling
1: fan blackjack so true but i have at times when i've had mobile gaming had things like texas hold'em or like the, what is it, Zingos, whatever that is, they mm-hmm. go on there. Uh, some of that was always like, ah, oh, man, I don't have time. What I started getting away from that is like, I don't have time to sit here for 20 minutes, wait on players, you know, like that kind of stuff. So I'd stop kind of doing that. But if there was an AEW-themed one, that's probably what I'm going to go with first if I'm trying to play something like that again. So I think what you're going to get is your AEW fans might gravitate to that the ones that are inclined to play that kind of stuff right so, yeah i don't think you're gonna pull in anybody that isn't already aw leaning
0: mm-hmm. so
1: i don't know how detailed this one might be this one might be like a cheaper game if you will like maybe they didn't produce this one as high right. end but we'll see i don't know
0: well so i'm thinking maybe this game is gonna get the older 50 and over crowd to be exposed to aw because when i think of texas hold'em on uh a laptop or some type of you know kindle or whatever it may be uh, Kindles kindle's just for reading but you know what i'm saying uh all yeah, that I crap i think you can access ipads yeah, all that stuff games, right yeah, yeah. Right. but what i think of when i see a ipad with the texas hold'em on them uh hold it hold them on it is uh my dad my dad plays that and he'll fall asleep in his chair and he'll wake up. I won $2 million on Blackjack or, you know, Texas Hole or whatever it is. So maybe that's how they get this 50 and over crowd is all these old fogies that found a new casino game. Well, who's this Kenny Omega I lost to? Let me check him out. Boom, 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 boom. Eh, maybe. That'd be cool. Maybe. The thing yeah. that I was the most underwhelmed with, though. Because I really loved everything. I loved the Steve Jobs jokes. I loved how everyone called him TK. Uh, I loved how Cody was like, I'm not going to sign that unless I do video games. He's like, you don't know shit about it. And he's like, you're right. And so he still signed it. Loved the whole thing. I liked the console uh, graphics that I was shown because it was early on. But the T-shirt was the only thing where I was like, you just had a square and you put A-W and then in whatever font you found, you wrote games. Like That's not even a... Anyone could have done that shirt.
1: Yeah, and I don't-
0: Was that a rib? I think so. Okay, because like, she was in a Gucci belt and in like a designer t-shirt, and then this fucking shirt looked like a goddamn Walmart knockoff.
1: Okay. I am going to talk about a story with a local tie to us, because sometimes, I mean, what they said was right. From a distance, that t-shirt is great. Like- What they talk about with a logo, when you're making a logo, is you need to think about scalability, right? It needs to be able to be recognizable from a distance, but people also need to be able to, like, put it in a fucking email and shit Mm -hmm. like that. And Mm -hmm. so it's difficult. Um, She was right in that regard. So let's talk about a local uh, marketing firm in Overland Park, Kansas, which is a part of Kansas City metro area here. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they, well, where here, not where you're right. at.
0: You're at the Four Seasons.
1: Right, I'm at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company, right there between the fire extinguisher <laughs> and the hose, uh, where all intelligent <laughs> leaders and prominent members of society produce great communications, Right. Oh, highest, highest of standards here. Again, Wi-Fi box. Right. It's like a weatherman right here. <laughs> we got a, we got a, we got a cold front coming in here, Tom. All right. So where were we? Uh, yeah. The, the, all right. So this Overland Park, Kansas company, they get tasked with, what are we going to name the NCAA college football playoff, right? They pay them. Several hundred thousand, close to a million dollars, to come up with a name and logo for the NCAA college football playoff. And Tom, you know what the college football playoff is called in the NCAA? Probably the college football playoff. It's called the college football playoff. (laughs) And the logo is a football. Tom, they stole like a million dollars from these people. And, And hey... They went Play, it. It's the college Someone's, football playoff. <laughs> yeah, someone signed
0: off on that. So
1: AEW games. You need a T-shirt. Put AEW <laughs> games on it. Thanks for the check, <laughs> assholes. Total four seasons. Total. <laughs> How many? Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah.
0: So that was the big announcement. I don't know if any necessarily release dates were announced uh, from the press release that you're seeing. I don't think. Mm -mm. Did you see anything there? I think they mentioned winter. They just said it's
1: coming. Yeah, Yeah, winter. Winter.
0: So uh, uh, on, be on the lookout. Hopefully around Christmas time, that would be a great get. You know, to uh, be able to get that underneath your stocking or in your stocking or under the Christmas tree, whatever you celebrate. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's get into now the pro wrestling part of AEW because it is all elite wrestling. On Saturday, as I mentioned, it was AW Full Gear. And as you can catch on our YouTube channel, I did an instant reaction. I was very exhausted. That was probably the most exhausted I've been in front of a camera in my life. Uh, and then a few days later, we had a less than instant reaction from Tim. So now that we're here together on the proper Spanish announce table... Uh, a quick overview. What was your general feeling leaving full gear going into dynamite? Was this a all-time classic pay-per-view for you? Is this a drive-by where we're fast and just getting to the next thing? What did you think?
1: I like this one a lot. I think it was one of the better ones they've had. Now, if you want to call that an all-time classic, maybe that'll be as we get more of them, maybe. But mm-hmm. right. I really like this one. I watched several parts of it multiple times um i would show people parts of it with how good i thought it was uh, i think they really hit a lot of home runs on this one they did they did well with full gear
0: i thought it was good as i mentioned in my uh instant reaction the only portion that i felt that should not have been a part of full gear was the matt hardy sammy guevara match i felt like for a couple of reasons one if you were clocking that pay-per-view, it was three and a half hours. And one of the biggest criticisms we have of WWE is Jesus Christ. This is the length of a Lord of the Rings movie. Can we tighten this up? Right. And so I understand with their pay-per-views, cause they're not every month. Some matches need to breathe a little bit more. And I thought those matches in the ring did that job. Well, Kenny Omega and Adam page got the appropriate amount of time. Uh, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, I felt got the appropriate amount of time. But with that being said, you're at three and a half hours. And Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara, I felt could have been, especially with COVID spikes, things like that. You may need to have dynamite fill some time. And you could have had this in the can and said, now we're going to do the ultimate deletion match on dynamite. People will pop for that because, again, it had all your IWC favorites, right? It had Gangrel. It had uh, the Hurricane. It had Private Party and um, Santana and Ortiz. So it had all your elements of fun for a TV show. But for this long-ass pay-per-view, I was just like, man, I really wish we could get some. And the, here's the other thing. And I know we're, we're poking fun right now uh, of where Tim is at at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. But Saturday was also a pretty monumental day, regardless of what side of the fence you're on in politics in America, taking into account all of the news of the day, then going into a pay-per-view at night, I felt like we could have tightened that up. With all that being said, I it's agree part with of you. The reason,
1: it's part of the reason my not-so-instant reaction was even not as, as instant as many times, because I watched, you know... Uh, presidential acceptance speech kind of you know for several hours and then then the show and then
0: yeah and then with the news it was you know we're as americans and i know for international people
1: dancing in the streets you know what i mean like it's big time news it's historical
0: yeah and and again whether whatever side you're on right or wrong whatever you want to call it um like the 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 future of this country was being told to us in the news right Mm -hmm. and so Again, not to say like that was the reason why I was so tired, but like that was a lot to take in, and then three and a half hours again—the length of a Lord of the Rings movie of wrestling. Uh, So that was my only Monday Night
1: Raw of wrestling.
0: Right, exactly. And who really is watching all of that? Minute? Who likes
1: that? (laughs) Who likes that
0: shit? No, (laughs) uh, we do. It's fine. Um, But it was the matchups were great. The storytelling was really cool. I did do a second viewing of it, and on the second viewing, I think I left a little bit more excited with how good Full Gear is. So let's get into that. Mm-hmm. So we got Full Gear happened on Saturday night, as I mentioned. Uh, whoops. There we go. Um, starting off, we had uh, in the buy-in match, the NWA World Women's Championship, Serena Deeb versus Allison K. Allison K, the new... Uh, free agent in pro wrestling for the women's side of wrestling, uh, right here with the with the pinky. I love Allison K. Uh, what'd you think of the buy-in match?
1: Good match. I just still like you. I don't know what we're doing here with this whole setup, and it's it's hard to look past it. Watching the match, going like, yeah, I I don't know why I'm supposed to care. There's no reason. They've never been like you've got to check out this NWA. Mm-hmm. And so well, why do here's, I?
0: Here is my biggest criticism, not of this match, but of actually AEW, is post match, after Serena Deeb uh, picks up the victory over Allison K, we see Thunder Rosa emerge from the back to essentially challenge Serena for a rematch for that championship, which is great storytelling, and we're building to something else, and then fast forward to the. Nyla Rose and Sheeta match, and Sheeta wins. And let's get to something else. Like the NWA women's match had more built upon it than your than your women's match. So that's again, what are we doing with your women's division? And I'll just say this now since it's on top of mind uh as we continue to break this down. But on dynamite, and you know, fast forward to Wednesday night on dynamite. They had their five minute lip service of a of a women's wrestling match. It had some decent storytelling with um, the Dark Order trying to get her to use the chair and she wouldn't. Right, but there was no Serena Deeb, there was no Thunder Rosa, there was nope. no Britt Baker, there was no Nyla nope. Ro- Nyla Rose. Got slapped by Vicky Guerrero, and they never got mentioned Nothing. on a Wednesday night. Yep, nope. That's a Come on, what are we doing here? So anyhow,
1: she got uh, slapped by. Figueroa and then and then let her punk her out like that like you know what i mean went into shamed dog so it was like whoa that's why i said in in uh you know in my not so instant reaction i was like this is a abusive relationship now well
0: Literally- and that's the thing it, it's somewhat interesting to to know right like i am intrigued so good good for that right i, I, I kind of shit on the there is no storytelling post-match with sheeta and nyla rose there was a little bit but it wasn't built upon so well, again, but it what wasn't we... for
1: Sheeta. It was for Nyla Rose, which, yeah. okay, r- okay. Right. But but, but right. then
0: Wednesday night, nothing happened. So uh, that was the buy-in match. The NWA Women's Championship uh, was featured. Serena Deeb picks up the victory. Now let's get into the uh, proper pay-per-view portion of Full Gear. It kicks off with Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. Winner becomes the number 1 contender, and the tournament winner – Oh man, I love this match. This yeah, was the good.
1: match was great. Yeah, the match was great. And it's it was good I, I like that they went clean win for Kenny mm-hmm. Omega for the cleaner. Clean for the cleaner. Oh, yeah. And uh he's definitely on the way up. Adam Page is not, and I that's where I brought up several times. Like, is that on purpose? Is are we gonna get this whole like a la MVP's losing streak? Mm -hmm. kind of storyline right down and out hangman and then we all feel sorry for him but i don't know i mean did that necessarily do great wonders for mvp is it going to do the same you know i mean like what what are we talking about with hangman page what would you do what do you think they're going to do
0: well see yeah this is the most interesting part post match for me is yeah kenny omega you know and then again fast forward uh he's going to get the title shot uh against john moxley Uh, and so, right. You get the rematch of the most violent match in in AEW history. That tells itself, right? Boom. Good. Awesome there. But for me, yeah. Where does hangman go? Does this disappointment drive him deeper into a darker funk or does it motivate him? And all of a sudden, you know, we don't see the beer in his hand. We see him riding horses more often. Like, is he you know, is he lifting more weights? Is, is he going to get bigger, faster, stronger? Or can he not get behind the catering, you know, drink bar and it's time for his match? And he's not even in his wrestling gear. He's still in a street clothes. That's what's interesting. That's what I like. Uh, I thought, again, the match was really good. It was super physical. I loved how uh, Kenny Omega had him in the one winged angel. And Adam Page is fighting the entire time as he comes down, and then yeah. it, you know, it lands, uh. it hits, and that's it. No one's kicked out of the One Winged Angel in AEW history. I love it. Keep it that way. Make it the razor's edge. Uh, but the great storytelling, and this was really, really good. Uh, Kenny Omega is your um, your winner on Wednesday night. As we fast forward to Dynamite, it was announced that, or it was announced that on December second. We are going to get John Moxley defending his AW World Heavyweight Championship against the Cleaner Kenny Omega. This is going to be fun.
1: Yeah, and I think early prediction is Omega walks away with this one. I think I think they're going to do that. It'll be on national TV. It'll look good. I I that's the initial reaction. Obviously, we have some storytelling to do.
0: Well, but, right, because yeah. again, uh. His former BFF and tag team partner may cost him that match. We may get Hangman versus Kenny Omega too because of resentment. We might get a real heel out of one of the elite members in Hangman Adam Page. Who knows? That's again, that's where the fun is. All right. So then after the amazing match between Omega and Page, we had Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, number four. I did like this in your less than instant reaction. And I completely agree with you. Is he four or is he John Silver or is he John the Four Silver or is he the Four John Silver? What is this? Stop
1: with the numbers. Just stop with the numbers. Give me names. I'm fine with that. Right. And if they've got a name, if they've got a, how about this? If they're wearing a mask, a number is fine. Yeah. Because they don't want you. We don't. You don't know who I am, right? Mm -hmm. If If I see your face, give me your name. Yeah. About that.
0: Right. I agree. That's the part where it, it, and to to a bigger extent, Dark Order is starting to become the second most disappointing thing for me in AEW behind their women's division. And it's because I don't know what they are anymore. They did yeah. this whole thing where if you're an outcast, a loser, pushed aside, come to this Dark Order, an evil Uno, and this. You know, exalted one will come and re- rejuvenate who you are yeah. and bring you to a new. It was right? the
1: reject camp,
0: yeah, and it, and it brought people uh, victories. You know, Colt Cabana was going down that path of being a loser in AEW, gets into uh, the dark order, starts winning matches. He's now rejuvenated, right? But then they kind of lose their way, and now we don't really know what they're doing. Then they refocus. Mr. Brody Lee becomes a TNT champion. They're beating people up backstage. They leave Cody and Brandy laying on the entry ramp. They look to be this dark cloud over AEW that was just going to, you know, wash upon the evils of their ways across the entire AEW landscape. Right. And then Brody Lee loses, and now they're yuck-yuck-dun-dun dun 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 and it's well. So like what the hell are we doing?
1: Yeah, I just it's been disappointing. Yeah. It has, you watch I, these
0: you watch these BTEs, the being the elites, and they're just doing dick jokes and John Silver's doing funny stuff. And again, that's fine. But is that what the Dark Order is? That's where I'm yeah, you're just. are not
1: confused. dark. Yeah, they're not dark. And the thing about a storyline with the Dark Order is it's supposed to be a cult gimmick. If a cult gimmick does not cause major problems and like what you're seeing in wwe with nikki cross and alexa bliss like if it's not causing those sorts of problems if it's not oh man uh an evil person is going to take over the power of this company Mm -hmm. um you know um then what what are you doing? Right, that that storyline doesn't make any sense outside of those parameters. To me, at least, I, I've seen nothing else that works. Right, if it's not about any individual person and the emotional tug of their friends losing them to this dark evil person, or the dark evil person is about to fucking cause havoc for everybody by seizing power, then what the fuck else is there? It's nothing, and that's why it fails, and that's why Bray Wyatt one failed. Um, you know, like I so. So that's what's happening to the Dark Order. And if they don't have something solid in one of those angles or a new angle that I haven't thought about, it's time to cut bait and end that storyline, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, I agree. John Silver did look to be the part of what he currently is, where it's I ripped out Orange Cassidy's uh, pockets. I did this one handed uh, suplex. I'm big and bad. I'm little guy. I'm a little pit bull. Isn't that cool? Cool right like that's cool that's neat and that's fine but honestly then throw him with taz you know that should be his mentor the little fucking other guy that was doing all that shit like like in dark order again if you watch these being elites he him and his, his other pals are are playing grab ass and joking around and And that's cool, but is that what's getting the Dark Order over? Because what got over the Dark Order for me was the sinister, oh shit, watch your back. They're leaving people out on the entry ramp. They don't give a shit. They're going to cause a ruckus. Who knows what's going to happen? That was the part of Dark Order that got over for me. But it seems they're doing a course correct and saying, nope, we're going to be Doink the Clowns. And fuck that, man. I just, I don't know. So so anyhow, Orange Cassidy gets the victory. He continues to look like a million dollars. Did his part here, in and out.
1: Solid job. But then uh, uh, later we see him get uh, confronted by Kip Sabian and Miro, though, right? So Mm -hmm. they're kind of moving on with that, right? They're going to. Hone in on that, right? They slap him, uh, and he just plays it off, right? Cool, cool. And now we're going to get this match moving forward, um, which they kind of, again, we're teasing this with best friends and them, so it looks like that's what we got, right? Best friends, Orange Cassidy up against this. Th- that's Miro a hard and-
0: spot. That's a hard mm-hmm. spot, though, because this is this is why I think it's a hard spot. spot. Is Orange Cassidy is Orange Cassidy. He's going to be the coolest guy in any segment he's a part of because he's Orange Cassidy. Well, Miro is just starting to get his feet wet in AEW, and you put him in a tough spot where he can't be cooler than Orange Cassidy. I don't know if he can do any other...
1: Yeah, because Miro's the cool guy.
0: Right. I don't know if he can do any funny things when Orange Cassidy no-sells all of it. That's a really tough spot for your first program. I mean, it's a great spot because it's not with Sean Spears. You know what I'm saying? But Orange Cassidy is a tough act if you're supposed to also be the guy that has the Bob Rude and I'm going to beat you until you fall and all those fun little jabs and Orange Cassidy no-sells it. So I'm optimistic on that, but I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger on that. That seemed a little hard, but... It is what it is. We'll see what happens. AEW so far hasn't had a huge strikeout in my book, except with the Mike Tyson thing, and we'll get into some celebrity stuff a little bit later. Um, but going back to uh, full gear, the next matchup was for the TNT Championship. It was Darby Allen versus Cody Rhodes, and in an upset, Darby Allen is your new TNT Champion. What would you think, Tim? I like... <laughs>
1: That, and I said this in my not so instant reaction on our YouTube page, uh, that this is not the Cody Rhodes title anymore. I know we had a brief reprieve with Dark Order and then Cody or, or Brody Lee, but this one feels like it's not going back to Cody Rhodes quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be a move on for that. And I like that. I just don't know that Darby Allen is the kind of guy, we ran into this problem with Jeff Hardy. As you said, he's kind of the new Jeff Hardy. This guy holding a title doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and there's not a whole lot of storyline to add to him when he doesn't ever say anything. And I'm not concerned about him not getting beat up because he does weird things. I want the person who does weird things to get beat up. I'm sorry. (laughs) but i'm a midwestern american male who grew up in the 90s that's I'm what was bred what? into me yeah you yeah, wear an earring mean? you're yeah, gonna get punched I mean? in the face just kind of how I, it's i'm trying to be a better person but that's what i want right now <laughs> so i don't feel sorry for him if that's a deal and is that even the best way to get over a face sympathetic. face where I his mean, whole,
0: you know. I, yeah, the sympathetic baby face. We'll see if that gets over for Darby Allin. Uh, as you mentioned, he doesn't say much, so it is somewhat difficult to get those emotions across mm-hmm. to a more traditional or older viewer like ourselves. Uh, post-match, I liked how Team Taz was like, fuck this, we've had enough. This mm-hmm. is stupid. We've been back here long enough. This is the third yeah. fucking match. No one's calling us. No one's saying her name. We're going out there, and we don't like that fucking kid that has the paint on his face, and so we're going to kick his ass. dork. Yeah, those fucking dorks, and then that one guy that always colors his hair. Hate that shit. And so they just go in there, and they beat the fuck out of him. They put Darby Allen through his own car. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody gets beat up. Interesting to note, though, in both scenarios where Team Taz is fighting uh with cody and darby allen will hobbs shows up this late
1: just late when they're already gone i noticed that yep i think he's when the scenario has resolved
0: yeah when the scenario has resolved itself will hobbs comes out uh at first on on full gear i thought maybe he's a new guy it was timing Things in real life happen. You can't do take twos on live television. So I was thinking, okay, it was just kind of messed up. No big deal. Yeah. But then yeah. the second week, when the second week when it happened, Team Taz was in the tunnel walking out, and then Will Hobbs comes out, rips up a perfectly fine T-shirt for no yeah. very reason. For no reason. For no reason. Just to show off his arms, I guess. Yeah. Right. And Cody and and Darby are like. Hey, thanks, pal. But yeah, yeah, hey, Pat him on thanks, the back. He, he's learning. He's still learning. Uh, right. i I like Darby Allen if he can do more creative things as he did on Dynamite to have offense. So he wore the thumbtack jacket. And what he did was he just threw people, you know, he threw Brian Cage in the corner and he just back bumped him with thumbtacks. Cool. I think. If told correctly, and we may have already, you know hit the top of this storyline a few months ago, but where I think this story can be really good is if we get Ricky Starks, Darby Allen for the championship. If that's the if that's yeah. the crescendo of Darby Allen as champion is this ultimate test against uh, Ricky Starks, Awesome. Then we've done a good job to your point though. Let's say he does do that in two weeks. Who's Sammy Guevara? I mean, possibly, but you're going to have to really beat the shit out of Darby Allen because right now Team Taz is doing that currently. So, yeah, it just how many times can you tell the story of he gets the shit kicked out of him but he'll win by a roll-up.
1: Well, and this is jumping a little bit, but you did kind of mention it. Like, So they jumped Cody Rhodes after, which we've got to talk about what was happening to Cody Rhodes
0: prior to that
1: but they jumped him and then Darby Allen comes to 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 his rescue I guess right Mm -hmm. the thing is he's sitting up in those like in the nosebleed seats right and then his music plays right then his music plays when Cody Rhodes is getting beat up and they see him like coming down the aisle and I'm like I I know we're in pro wrestling and that's kind of like the deal like somebody's coming their music hits we're all trained like dogs to oh my Mm -hmm. god but was somebody in the truck like watching Darby Allen up in the in the nosebleed seats the whole time to like wait he... for him to stand up? And then what? What was he just going to take a shit? Like what, well, like no, what if they're like just... Darby Allen's going? And then he's just like, oh, no guys, I'm going to get a beer. Yeah, I don't, like yeah it I don't care. It's fine. I I beat no. him. I beat him on nope, Saturday. I Why not? do I care now? Now? I, go, now I gotta go fight this guy. Fuck! I was just trying to go yeah. get a fucking Pepsi.
0: Or, or production had it had a rule where if darby allen reaches section g they're going to turn on his music
1: right. and <laughs> you know? he takes seven steps towards the <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's a, a little bit unbelievable
1: in. but all right yeah
0: yeah so uh the match itself at full gear really done well uh again darby allen gets more of a surprise uh pin victory over cody cody does the honorable thing and and uh I guess proposes to Darby Allen gets on one knee and hands him the title, which is a little much, but okay, cool. We'll go with it. All Um, and then fast forward to, uh, dynamite. As we mentioned, they end up brawling with, uh, team Taz. But before that Cody came out, had some announcements. One said he's going to go after MJF. And as soon as he gets, uh, MJF's name out of his mouth, a mysterious figure comes from, uh, I guess, the wrestler area of the crowd. Uh, she comes in, interrupts Cody, doesn't do great, <laughs> doesn't do, cut a great promo. She's not really hitting all of her marks. No. No. Uh, at one point, Cody looks at his watch as she's talking. Not a good sign. no. But she alludes to the effect effect that Cody has called himself the giant killer, and can he kill the biggest giant of them all? And then filler, 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 it turns out to be Shaq.
1: So what? (laughs) Yes. So, all right, let me start from the beginning, right? Cody's doing his thing. I don't even notice that somebody's up behind him. I just hear her talking, and I kind of like, because I was looking away and I look up and I was like, who in the hell is this person? And then at first I'm like, who in the hell is this person? She's like built like a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she looks like, the part. fuck. And she was slow with her cadence, so I thought, oh, this is going to be like a dark, maybe like a little mysterious. But then I was like, oh no, she's just remembering her lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of started taking away and I was like, okay, but what is this? Well, who in the fuck is she talking about? And we had been kind of pre prepped with this idea of, uh, we had had a tweet from Tony Khan, right? And he said, the balance of power is going to shift. So I'm like, Oh, who is it? Who is it? Right. This is it. This is what he's been talking about. Right. Cause this crazy weird ass lady that we've never seen before is here. And then she starts to walk away and then she just says, when the big reveal comes that she's going to say the name, she just goes, Shaq. Like, first of all, you chose the shortest version of his fucking name. Well, uh, she <laughs> said
0: the whole, she, well, and again, it was poorly delivered, but she said, Hey, glad you finally got your last name. I know someone who can only go by one name and it's Shaq. Sure. Like <laughs> that's how she, she yeah. And so, yeah, not great. Now let's talk about the star of the segment though. Oh my god. The complete star of the segment. The oh, first the star time, of the night. The star, yeah, of, the star the night. of the night. The, the the first time I ever rewatched a Brandy Road segment in my life that wasn't
1: because of Tom I wondered if it was real. I really was like, <laughs> holy shit, she is mad. I was like, she's mad. Somebody didn't tell her that this girl that she didn't like is on the show tonight because holy shit.
0: <laughs> now I will say my favorite part, the word
1: heifer, always <laughs> yeah. makes me giggle.
0: And no one ever says heifer like heifer. I do. It, it's always heffa. Hey, yeah. heffa. <laughs> It was so good. The cursing. uh, Even before that, she gave out the word shit. Cody kind of grinned. It was like, it's okay. But then when Brandy comes out, it was, bitch, get off here, heffa. Uh, I'm going to smack you up. And then, so she cuts up the best promo of her life. Like you said, it could have been a shoot. Could have been a shoot the entire
1: time. Holy fuck. It was so good.
0: She was so mad. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. However, the lady, and let me look up her name. We will fact check this one. What was her name? Uh, Did they ever say? uh, Cargill. Yeah. She introduced herself. Jade Cargill. That's her name. Jade Cargill. uh, After just being verbally undressed by Brandy smacks her ass at the end of the segment. Who the fuck is that? When have you ever seen someone get fired from a job and then give a good attaboy? Before well, I they mean, leave? I think it was
1: like a fucking, hey, what are you going to do about it, right? Uh, yeah. Which, okay, I just thought at that point Brandy Rhodes should turn out and it should have been a brawl and they had to pull her yeah,
0: off. Yeah, of that, that was the part where I was like, okay, yeah. well then Brandy, you have to, you have to be, now, Jerry Lynn did get in between them and yeah, all that. He but could have, have been to,
1: quicker on the draw maybe then, Yeah, you know, like he could have been like, whoa, oh God, hold on, hold on, hold on, right? Uh, but goddamn Brandy Rhodes fucking killed it i watched that no less than three times immediately
0: so here's where here's where some questions come about one was the mjf call out just get you down the road from cody Maybe, two yeah. two he he did say he won't be seeking a rematch for for darby allen's TNT championship but next week he will be teaming with him to take on team taz Three, with Jade Cargill and Brandy Rhodes now apparently got got beef, and she has, I guess, Shaq in her back pocket. Do we see a tag match with Jade Cargill and Shaq versus Cody and Brandy? Maybe. I, like, there's some interesting things. We've got some roads that we can go down. And where does Team Taz fall in that? Is Are they just going to focus on Darby Allin? Or are they going to say, hey, Shaq, uh, if you need some backup— I got Brian Cage here, you know. You know, Taz will be cutting a promo on Shaq's kneecap cuz he can't look him in the eye, but is that what he, what happens here? It's it's interesting. It was a it was a really drawn out storyline with a lot of things bumping into each other.
1: She told her, "Get your trifling ass to the back and don't come back out until I send for you." I was like, "God damn." <laughs> I was like, "This is fucking amazing." Yep, Brandy Rhodes, it was great. Fucking promo the night and maybe even the weekend, right? Like it was one of the best moments of the whole full year Dynamite weekend for me. I was like, jeez, I had never ever in my life we've seen Brandy Rhodes acting chops before, and I mean, never been floored. This is amazing. Just
0: yeah, and just to, to recap again, I think my favorite line was, "Who said that this was open mic
1: night, bitch?" Yeah. <laughs> Well, because she was like fucking already coming out with the head. I was like, the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I yeah. think,
0: you know, oh. we're, we're wrapping up 2020, thank God. Uh, but I think that could be the female promo of the year. I can't think of another. Th- that no, was on it par. It was so
1: real. So real. Yeah,
0: that was on par with AJ cutting down the Bellas, uh, with Becky Lynch's most impassioned man, pro- you know, the man promos mm-hmm. that she had during her run. That was up there. Honestly, that was up there. Now. Brandy as the character and everything else, but that was incredible. All right, let's get back to the full gear recap and a little bit of dynamite. As you can tell, uh, the next match on full gear after, uh, the TNT championship was the women's championship match. Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. We mentioned Nyla Rose, uh, on the losing end of this match. And then also getting slapped from, uh, Vicky Guerrero, uh, it was a good match though. I will say it was a very solid match when these two if you need 10 to 15 minutes of a match from anyone putting these two in the ring doesn't hurt.
1: Physical. Both yeah, of them physical,
0: physical. believable. Hikaru to uh,
1: bring brings a punch to her. Uh, I will give all that, but I don't remember anything about this match anymore. Like I remember the the post match stuff, you know? Like yeah. I mean, I, you know some of the match obviously, but mm-hmm it's not going to stick out like by tomorrow I'll remember less of it, but I'll remember this slap afterwards. And that's where we talk about the storyline being a little more interesting, but mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm missing with Shida. I, nothing has sunk in yet of a storyline that I'm like this, I wanted to fucking beat this person's ass or, mm. or I want somebody to beat hers, you know, like I don't, yeah. So yeah. I'm more interested in Nyla Rose and where that goes and, and Vicky Grail and, I mean I think we can probably deduce where some of it goes so I I'm not necessarily oh what happens next like I am with the Brandy Rhodes shack weird like what happens with that right uh but right eh, you know it was good enough again hey, worthy of a of its spot on a, on a card I guess yeah
0: worthy of a championship match on any promotion I, I felt mm-hmm. uh but again to your point uh nothing to to Uh, dive in on as far as analysis or even memorable moments so let's move on to what i thought was the second best match of the night uh it was for the AEW tag team championship championships the young bucks challengers taking on at the time champions ftr this was cool so many little details about this match made it awesome FTR coming out in the green, a la Boston Celtics. Young Bucks coming out in the purple and gold, a la the Lakers. So you have a Celtics-Lakers kind of built-in rivalry. And for international listeners who may not be sports fans either, uh, Lakers – Celtics go back to the sixties. this is a, a yeah, rivalry. A rivalry they have faced each other in
1: than, the NBA Finals some like what 20 times or some yeah, weird it's, number. It's right? Some yeah.
0: it's some incredible number, but their yeah. their rivalry goes back, you know, generations. There's mm. grandfathers that hate each other over the Celtics and Lakers. It's that real. Uh, so I love the little details just as far as visual presentation. And I loved how it was two styles. Essentially, saying we're the better of the two styles. You had the 1980s FTR with the snap, na- you know, snap mares and body slams and quick tags and double team moves. And then you had uh, the Young Bucks with their early 2000s, you know, amazing red, ricochet, Will Ospreay types of triple backflips, like we're doing things on a trampoline and just going back and forth. No bounce contact bounce bounce wrestling. Bounce right exactly but that was also another cool contrast right so you had matt jackson's foot injury versus the bald ftr guy i can't remember their names bald ftr guy and his hand injury it's it's the exact opposite you know i don't know uh, their limbs. fucking names either it's i just cash know the bald dash, guy and the I other think. one yeah i know the yeah, bald guy and the other one yeah it's the it's the fat bald guy and the buff hairy one uh that's their names. Okay. I thought that was uh, our name. <laughs> <laughs> so I love how the story was being uh, told. And the, the thing that cost FTR the match was they wanted to get cute, air quotes, cute, and do uh, a move from the top rope. And that's what cost them. They got out of their bread and butter, shot themselves in the foot. Matt Jackson... Nick Jackson take advantage, they become your new tag team champions. This was really good. What is interesting though is what does that mean going forward? So we built all of this time since FTR came into AEW to this match, right? It was Hangman and Kenny Omega as the champs. They had their inner turmoil, but it was FTR kind of in the background, stirring the pot. Young Bucks also mm-hmm. intertwined in that storyline hangman and kenny omega dissolve into what they're doing right now so then we you know build up to this amazing uh crescendo of a match awesome cool we got new champions and next week on dynamite the young bucks take on top flight (laughs) you know
1: yep for
0: as strong as this division is on paper you've shot your wad with best friends they've already had two championship title matches so you can't really say they're next uh the uh uh, nightmare family or whatever they're called they had a good win and we'll get into that a little bit but yeah it's a 62 year old man and a guy who looks like he's 82 uh so they're not fucking believable santana and ortiz lose every single time they're tagging together so they're not believable jungle boy and luchasaurus that'd be fun but where do they fall with the young bucks who seem like their baby faces so what i'm getting at is you built all to this match now what's next
1: yeah i thought the match was great like you said the blending of the styles worked amazing and the fact that like they didn't just pick a style and go with it they were trying to compete with each other which is kind of what this whole storyline before they were in a, this company mm-hmm. existed was about, it was, no oh, fuck you, man, we do the real thing. And it was like, fuck you, call it the real thing. Just grow up, right? Times change, mm-hmm. right? That was kind of the whole, it was the whole, you know, fuddy-duddy versus the new, you know, new kids on the block storyline. always has been, and that was cool, and I liked it. Um, I just, same thing, what do we do here? FTR, that was their whole existence in coming into this company, and their whole storyline was, we're better than the fucking Young Bucks. Fuck off. It was basically their whole <laughs> – right,
0: yeah. that's been their whole yeah. demeanor. So I yeah. don't know
1: what they do now, and maybe that's part of what they do is they, that gets acknowledged with Tully, and we lead into this Four Horsemen group that's never going to happen that everybody keeps talking about. So,
0: Or maybe this is when we pull the trigger because, as we alluded to, there's another guy out there who we don't know what he's doing next, and that's Hangman Adam Page. And him and FTR, they were good friends before – Everything fell apart for all three of them. Tully could be that glue that gets them to reunite. Post-match in this, though, That's was...
1: a great fit. Hangman, yeah, FTR, I, Tully, and then what, do you, what are we going to say? Cody? Sean Spears. Or no, just Sean, Sean Spears. Spears. Yeah. Who's leading that group? Hangman? Is that guy? Yeah.
0: Well, you have Sean Spears say he is, and then through you know trials and tribulation, it's Hangman Adam Page. Uh, But post-match was also another really cool piece of storytelling. So the Young Bucks get the victory. They're on top of the world. Their best friend, Kenny Omega, runs out. They're celebrating. All is well. Everything is great. And then in the entryway, in the tunnel, is Hangman Adam Page with a tear in his eye, looking like he just saw his dog get hit by a car. Standing there all alone. Oh, oh, Tim, that was that pulled on my heartstrings. I wanted to buy a cowboy hat. It was good.
1: It was good. I wanted uh, to buy a cowboy
0: hat and just be on a horse and just say I'm doing cowboy yeah. millennial shit.
1: Yeah, we're getting sad, drinky page man. We're getting oh, tearing my it. beer. Uh, oh, you know? yeah. He's that's gonna be his new theme song, the tear in my beer song, right? Like that's is gonna be it, man. So I yeah, I like that a lot. That was cool. That was a good touch.
0: Oh god. It was a nice I, I bow
1: on everything, right?
0: It, yeah, it just it, it, it gives you more uh, seeds to to plant with and go and see where we want to take this next story. I just that was perfect. Mwah. It was a chef's kiss kiss good right there. Mwah. So good. All right. Well, it wasn't so good as I mentioned and I don't want to shit on it even more, but after the uh, tag match, then you did have the ultimate deletion uh, Matt Hardy wins. The the only thing I'll say that I haven't said so far is the end was extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, they killed him and disposed but of his didn't. body. Well, but yeah, then they, they didn't, didn't because on Wednesday like, night, he was at the beach, and we'll get into MJF and Chris yeah, Jericho in just like, a second.
1: It didn't appear that way. It appeared you killed him and yeah. disposed of his body. And the whole thing, the whole thing, private party was out of place. They don't fit on this Hardy compound with this cast of weirdos. They're club guys. You can't be this gimmick. If, if you were going to be Matt Hardy and he was going to mentor you, then you should have stopped being Private Party. You know, like a la Jeff Hardy became Brother Nero. They should just become something yeah. else and get mm-hmm. him, dive in, expand I your agree. character. Mm-hmm. But you don't fit here. You're jumping around looking like the Street prophets in, in the funhouse. You know, like it just doesn't yeah. fit. Perfect. That's Perfect. It just really doesn't fit. So that one was bothering me. And then just, yeah, like, okay, how many times are we going to see this? And then what's the point? Sammy Guevara is the butt of every weird way to beat the shit out of somebody joke that we've done in AW. And how am I going to take him seriously as the Spanish God when it was, oh, yeah, well, all I've got to do is stick a screwdriver in your ear and fucking, you know, toss you down a flight of stairs and I'll win this match. (laughs) <laughs> like that's how like he always mm-hmm. gets the fucking weird shit he gets the hundred suplexes he gets the whatever the, like just the all the, weird the shit.
0: golf cart he gets ran yeah. over by a golf cart which yeah is okay which stuff.
1: is cool right but again are we risking santino with sammy guevara and i don't think he's the talent you should do that with so i didn't like any of this and matt hardy looking like a serial killer now what are we gonna do with that because now he's out next you know dynamite is just like oh everything's great like fuck yeah Right. What did we waste this time for?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Again, that was my only misfire from this pay-per-view, but let's Mm -hmm. move on Uh, a match that I thought suffered from that. And because of how long this pay-per-view was, was the next match. And that was MJF versus Chris Jericho. So I thought this match suffered for a couple of reasons. As I mentioned, The placement of the card was pretty late, so they were starting to kind of get a little stir-crazy, the crowd, that is. And there wasn't much crowd as it was, right? So you had to keep them engaged fully to get the reactions you're wanting. And also, it was heel versus heel. And, you know, all their dinner dates and fun songs and town halls are fun, and that makes you laugh. But in a wrestling match, they're both bad guys, so... Who do you care to root for? It sounded like Jericho.
1: You're you're passively watching, though.
0: Yeah, you're passively watching because you're like, I don't give a shit. And then MJF gets the victory. But post-match, it was as if none of it mattered. Mm -hmm. Jericho raises his hand. They're hugging. This is the best. Instantly, my favorite part of this whole storyline, the newest part uh, of this storyline that's turning into my favorite, I should rephrase that is Wardlow and Jake Hager are just mean mugging. Mm. Just
1: They don't MJF trust each other and, at
0: all. Yeah. Oh, MJF and Jericho are playing grab ass in the park and Wardlow and Jake Hager haven't blinked at each other. It's mm-hmm. perfect. I like it's the yeah. I'm bigger and better than you, we'll prove it one day.
1: I the like nice it. touch again, the fine details, and this is what I was alluding to earlier in in this segment is when they've got their plane tickets, and you know, they, we got that screenshot, the the photo they sent out. Everybody's got their plane tickets. Uh, um, Ortiz and Guevara, they're like, uh, this, is stupid. this sucks. Santana's like, hey, this is cool, right? Jericho and MJ for happy shit, and then Wardlow and 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 Hager are mean mugging each other. Like the fine little details, they all know how to play their part well. I like the ending. He did the Eddie Guerrero ending without the fake noise, right? Like, I yeah. like that little twist on it, right? He just knows the referee's about to turn down and gives him the double burden. You did it to yourself. Wham! Fall back, and now it's and now it's done. And then Jericho's like, all right, fuck it. He got me. Fuck him. Yeah. You're in. Right. right? Like, I love it. I liked it, how it went out. You're right. It felt a little slow. It was like, uh, oh, we could have already been you know, let's pick this up a little bit. But I like where the storyline's going, but we knew where this was going, so this match was never really holding my interest, yeah.
0: And that's another thing. I think we all knew where the end point was, so we could have maybe sped this up a little bit or done something. Again, I I just thought this match suffered the most for the placement of the card uh, and how long the pay-per-view was. Uh, As you alluded to, though, on Dynamite, we got the uh, induction of MGF and Wardlow into uh, the inner circle. This is the one segment. And this is the one part of dynamite that I would have changed. And this is why very much like orange Cassidy make me miss you. Mm-hmm. Make me this. This was good. But all this did was tell me to watch next week. Cause they're in Vegas and they'll probably do some more songs and dances and all that stuff. And that's fine. And I bet you that's going to be great, but this felt like filler And as I just talked about with your your AEW struggling women's division, this is where you could have put Britt Baker. This is where you could have put Big Swole. Big Swole's the number one contender, and I felt like I haven't seen her since that doctor's match. This is where you could have put Nyla Rose. This is where you could have put your champion. This is where you could have put the NWA champion. And instead,
1: we got a fun... Instead of like MJF and Wardlow, maybe they should have done something like adding a Britt Baker to the inner circle and thus giving some credence to women's storylines. Something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: but Dynamite got, again, as I mentioned, their five-minute lip service match, and this segment was good, but you could have done that in a backstage segment of two minutes. It could have been Jericho saying, hey, we all need to get out there to the ring. we got to put MJF – and Wardlow in the group. And it could have just been like MJF saying, Hey, 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 I know everyone hates me. So you know what? It's on me. And then just done the tickets and we got there.
1: I like him ripping off Drake. And he's like, but Not I don't knowing even know who the Drake, Drake guy is. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I started from the bottom and now I'm here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so again, great. it was good. It was good. Yeah. And everything is, is still entertaining, but make me miss you. Make me put in the Britt Baker, put in the Sheeta, put in the Nyla Rose. You're building that. And then I can come on this podcast, the number one podcast recorded on Thursday night and say, Oh man, they said next week, it's going to be Jericho and MJF in Vegas. Isn't that going to be fun? And we could have had some anticipation towards that. Now I'm saying I'm still anticipating it and looking forward to it, but it's a different type of anticipation. So yeah, I don't want to be too much of a curmudgeon, but that's my one criticism is make me miss you a little bit. All right. Now let's get into the full gear pay-per-view main event. An I quit match. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Holy good Christ. How violent was this match?
1: Very violent. And I'm going to go to our hashtag tweet the tables. Like I said, we did have some from the same guy uh, at B double D four. A long time friend of the show says, uh, you have no idea how badly I want Eddie Kingston to win tonight. hashtag aw full gear hashtag tweet the table and I did too, but I just knew it wasn't gonna happen. Like they were not gonna crown Eddie. Ki- like we talked about this right now. They're still in this mode of, hey everybody in the world, look at us. There's this new wrestling company. Remember John Moxley, in quotes. Remember Chris Jericho. So, you know, remember Cody Rhodes. Like they're not. I. They're not going with somebody like an Eddie Kingston right now. I think this did make him look tough. Um, oh, this looked great. This are was we great. maybe uh, again? I think you could you could run an Eddie Kingston face angle with an everyman thing, and they, maybe they're angling that way with some of the stuff. That they comes were out. so
0: close. I think mm-hmm. they flirted with it, and then let's get in. So let's really quick uh, give this match its respect. Some of the cool spots that I thought. Was how John Moxley took the barbed wire across his mm. forearm to then yeah. choke John Mo- or to choke Eddie Kingston to say I quit. But Eddie Kingston did the thumbtack thing, which we've seen nine million times. And you know, I'm not the biggest independent pro wrestling fan, and I only see really independent pro wrestling uh, moments if they go viral. But I had yet to see someone throw someone into thumbtacks and then say, uh, "Here's uh, the salt in the wound." I'm putting rubbing alcohol on your yeah. fucking body.
1: <sighs> yeah, that was rough. I, okay, so I, this one got real bloody, and they even got bloody on Dynamite with another match, but um, the Buckhouse one. Yeah. And I just kind of was like, I, so for me, the hardcore matches in 2020 just feels a little off. It's a little much. And then, especially when it's so much blood, I'm like, I, I don't know that the storyline necessarily needed it. But this is a major part of these guys's real life story, is right. these kind of matches. So I kind of let that one go in my personal taste, and not that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I not that I hate it by you know by default or on principle or anything, but I just kind of was like, eh, they could have done without it. Because anybody necessarily watching from the outside might be like, Ooh, it's a little disquieting, right? Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's a little much. Uh, but. That's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be brutal. It was supposed to be a fight to the near death because neither one was going to give up. So, okay. Um and I, you know, we knew Eddie Kingston was going to I just wonder how they were going to get there because it seemed like Eddie Kingston is the guy even though he's the heel, still that conviction of like, "I ain't quitting. You better kill me because I will go with half an eyeball hanging out of my head mm-hmm. to try to kill you, man. Like this ain't going to stop ever ever."
0: So let's fast forward to Dynamite. Uh I felt somewhat like you did where post match of the full gear uh championship match that he had, we're going to go Eddie Kingston, uh Everyman, John Moxley, Diet, you know, Diet John Moxley mm-hmm. where he's a little bit fatter, he's not as fast, but he's still going to give it 110% every mm-hmm. time. We he's go a into the main event. Yeah, he's a fighter. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. Uh, but he goes. We go into the main event. It's Pentagon versus Phoenix, and Eddie again. is just throwing. But it's Eddie just. But this one served a purpose. So the first one was for a tournament match. Yep. The second one was, hey, let's see who the better man is because Phoenix got hurt. Let's do it again, pal. You know, let's run yeah, it back, brother. Sure. But the entire time through commentary, Pentagon would do something to Phoenix, and Eddie was like, damn, that's hardcore. That's hard nosed wrestling. That's how you do it." Phoenix would do something to Pentagon, his best friend, and he's crossing the line. I don't know why he's ripping at his mask. Why is he doing that? And then post-match, Pentagon picks up the victory because now they're 1-1. One brother has each uh, a victory. And Eddie Kingston pushes with his foot Phoenix out of the ring. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, hey, me and you, pal. Me and you. And as soon as we almost get a decision... The bastard Pac arrives. Oh, I was yeah. so
1: happy for this. So many of those weird angles, right? Because, yeah, now Eddie Kingston's getting in between the brothers that were part of this, what did they call it? The death triangle.
0: Death triangle with Pac. Um,
1: uh, and so maybe, is that it? Maybe Pac's going to steal these guys back from the family, which is a little bloated. Um, you know what I mean? It felt a little bloated and, and just... A lot of puzzle pieces that weren't connected right like you have the Butcher and the blade who are like weird you know rural serial killers and, and then you've got the lucha bros, lucha bros. and then you've got the, you know the bunny and then he's there and it's said yeah it was a weird group so maybe that's what we're doing with that maybe they're gonna fight because i don't see them splitting up the lucha bros just have those guys go in single competition well, what avenue is there for them to have anything in single competition i don't
0: well, they could go for the TNT Championships. That could be a real good. I almost feel for like them. they
1: need a third title. Like at, at this point, yeah. like there's so many folks. I don't. Yeah.
0: Well, they're getting a third hour in 2021. Okay. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, but with this, uh, when Pac comes out and he gets in Eddie Kingston's face, Eddie. To his credit, knew exactly, like, he knew Pac wasn't going to go in there to hug everyone. He knew, like, this motherfucker hates me, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Because he said, where's your little British friend? And that was alluded to in the previous week's promo from Pac, who was in isolation, right? And so Pac comes in, security immediately gets, or your security and officials immediately get in between. They're doing their jaw jacking at each other. The one quick detail that the camera caught and showed us, but then went right away from, was... When Pac came into the ring and Eddie Kingston and him had their face off, Pentagon rolled out to the outside of the ring and Phoenix was on one side and Pentagon was on the other and they're staring at each other. And if you looked at it from afar, it was as if you drew a straight line this way and it was Pac and Phoenix and you drew another line this way and it was Pentagon and Eddie Kingston. So maybe that's the tag match that we're going to see. Brothers torn apart families torn apart triangles now put into squares. It's fucking
1: cool. Like this was awesome. I was like, yeah, I was fucking pumped. Love this shit. Um, yeah, because I was beginning to wonder. I was like, why is this the main event? Why are we ending on this? And then the Pac thing It's like, okay, all right, here we go. Yeah.
0: We're starting to roll So apparently, it. peeking behind the curtain, when Pentagon and Phoenix did wrestle, it had a huge number for them as far as a rating, so mm. they wanted to try to bounce off of that again. So maybe that's why they put it in the main event. And then to your point, yeah, Pac was the big reveal. Awesome, right? Cool, that was great. For me, I like Pac. If I was a pro wrestler, I would be a combination of Eddie Kingston And Pac. I would be a bastard like Pac, but I would have the physique of Eddie Kingston. Like, that would be me 100%. Would have the physique of Eddie (laughs) (laughs) Kingston. So let's uh, touch on some other things that happened on Dynamite that we didn't cover on Full Gear because some matches happened uh, that we want to at least address. You started off Dynamite with Matt Seidel and Brian Cage. Brian Cage? Good Christ, if you have a Matt Seidel at home, just bench press that motherfucker and you'll look like Brian Cage. Did you see the moves he was doing with him mm-hmm. with the curls? And then he caught him like Bobby Lashley and Kenny yep. King and Impact. It, Brian, This is when Brian Cage, I know the FTW champion is what it is and all that stuff, but this is where you got to get him back towards maybe not Moxley territory, but top of my head where I would go is you have Dark Order get serious and then you have uh, Taz get pissed and Team Taz is this disgruntled group of bastards and you put Brian Cage and Brody Lee in a match and that's some fucking shit I want to yeah. see.
1: Because Brody Lee can go for his size too, man. He can do some right. shit. That, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that and Matt fun. Seidel,
0: to his credit, sold his ass off. Uh, I love Matt Seidel. Personal reasons. He's a mentor to Sharkbait. So uh, I, I'm saying that with a little bit of... Uh, bias in my heart. But I like this match a lot. Um, we had Cody make his announcement. We talked about that. Then we had that bunkhouse match, the Natural Nightmares. That's their name. And the Bunny in the... Bl- or versus the Butcher in the Blade. It says the Bunny in the Blade, but it's the Butcher in the Blade. Uh, you alluded to this. This was violent. This was bloody. I liked it. But as a fan, I'm not... I'm I'm so sorry. This, this seems like... If we were to doing an ECW podcast in 1997 and I were to listen back to that now, I would tell you back in 97, man, what the fuck are we doing? Terry Funk, right? Mm. He's so fucking old. Like, can we just move on now? It's 2020. You go back and watch those things. You're like, Terry Funk was the fucking shit, man. What the hell are you thinking? I kind of feel the same way about Dustin Rhodes right now. Get him off the fucking TV. I don't, I don't care to see him I know he's not going to be champion. I don't get why he's wearing cowboy boots and painting his face. That kind of is weird. And so I'm not interested in him, but this was really cool, you know?
1: Yeah, well, he is weird. Is Dustin Rhodes, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the match itself just, again, was one of those where I was like, Wow, that was really vicious, but I don't know what the purpose of any of it was and what I'm supposed well, to take from it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I guess the whole uh, beef is QT Marshall losing the bunny back to the butcher and the blade, sure. and it ended with the bunny going through a table, which was missed by the the camera. Uh, great job with the production. Uh, take camera three. I meant camera two. Oh, shit. We're late. Anyhow. Yeah. Uh, so I I got it. We got the payoff of the bunny leaving QT Marshall. I just don't know if how violent it was if that should have been the payoff.
1: Well, and furthermore were they so out of touch to think that anybody gave a shit about the bunny and QT Marshall storyline. Nobody cared. Yeah. No, I've heard nobody tweet about it. Like I don't yeah. know. What the fuck that is. So we didn't need a payoff for it. So maybe that was, you know, I don't know. Uh,
0: Some other things that happened that we have not covered yet that I want to talk about. Scorpio Sky took on Sean Spears. Sean Spears does the uh, evil tactic with loading up the glove, knocks out Scorpio Sky, picks up the victory. Looks like we're going to continue this feud, I would assume. Uh, It was good to see some fresh faces. I will (laughs) say that. It was good to see someone... And I love them, but it was good to see someone other than Cody, MJF, Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston. Those are my guys, and I love them to death, and I want to see them. But sometimes your roster's so big, I forget that you have a Sean Spears, (laughs) you know? Uh,
1: Yeah, Well, and Sean Spears is doing nothing. I mean, he may be doing something, but what is it? Like, we don't mm -hmm. know anything with him, and there's nothing to his character there's no he's bounced back and forth between these t- micro gimmicks you know mm-hmm. each week mm-hmm. and it's starting to be do something or I'm gonna check out completely so I, that's how I've I experience. agree
0: yeah I agree uh, but it was good like I said it was good to see a fresh matchup that had a payoff and it did have a couple weeks of storytelling to it, it wasn't necessarily the greatest storytelling but it was better than nothing. Um So we, I assume we'll see that uh, rivalry continue. Uh, as I mentioned, the, the women's match of the night was Red Velvet versus Ty Conti. Ty Conti was the one who um, was given the chair from the Dark Order, and she decided not to use it but still picked up the victory. We'll see if she maybe flirts with joining the Dark Order. Maybe we get a female Dark Order tag team. Uh, if that's the case, let's hope that they're not a comedy act and they do some serious here, but... Uh, it was okay. It was fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel exactly the same. <laughs> so, I don't, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then, as I mentioned, the main event, Pentagon versus Ray Phoenix, uh, I, I was so happy with it. I liked it. I'm interested in it because I have a soft spot for the people involved. You know, uh, I know um, some people have said on on our tweet the tables and things like that, they're just cover AEW because you don't like WWE. I think maybe if this was WWE guys, I'd be like what the fuck are we doing here? Who cares, right? But they're not, so fuck off. (laughs) I liked it. Um, So that was AEW this week. Video game news, pay-per-view, one of the better ones of the year, and a really great Dynamite. One other thing I wanted to mention about Dynamite, it felt like a a season premiere. If you notice, there was a new intro, there were new graphics, there were new um It
1: might be the season imaging. premiere. It's that time of year, isn't it? I think.
0: Yeah. I, again, yeah. it doesn't have an off season, so it's hard to call a pro wrestling show a season yeah. premiere. But it looked like a brand yeah, new like presentation.
1: A, there's a standardized like cable television. Oh yeah, weeks mm-hmm. that are seasons, and and I I think November is one where it turns over. If I'm not mistaken, I just don't know when. But yeah, I mean, AW, a lot of great things this week. You know, from the the pay-per-view and the show i think they way more good than bad very little oh, yeah. bad to be honest yeah
0: very little bad and the and the very little bad is just from their high for my high expectations for the promotion that's that's really where they're falling short is i just want so much more because mm-hmm. they do so well um so let's uh transition out of aew kind of do a quick drive by of wwe nxt uh anything catch your eye with that
1: so, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, one Leon the... Ruff, yeah. How
0: about Leon that, huh? Ruff? I tell you what, this shows that in WWE, if you pay your dues, you might get a payoff. Because if you remember early quarantine WWE, it was Leon Ruff gets thrown from one corner to the other by Braun Strowman. And then it was Leon Ruff takes a black mass from Aleister Black. And then it was Leon Ruff takes a spear from Bobby Lashley. So he went through all of that fucking bullshit. He was an evolved guy. Uh, one of the nicest guys that I met when I was out there on my bachelor party. Super helpful. Really nice. Had great conversations with him in Detroit, Chicago. So again, another soft spot for me with this guy. But gets a... Surprise win over Johnny Gargano, who cannot defend his North American championship. Any championship.
1: Yeah. I love that they're doing this. I love that they're doing this with him. Um, Yes. I love that he rigged the wheel to be Leon Ruff to try to not do this curse, and it still happened. And I love that Damian Priest is like, hey, get out of here. He's about to come back and kick your ass. And then they're all making fun (laughs) of him when he comes back, looking for him. Yeah. Oh, so great.
0: Johnny Gargano is really uh, morphing into this character way better than I ever thought. I really thought as a heel Johnny Gargano, he would have been the Four Seasons Lawn and Garden, and he is turning into the Four Seasons Hotel. It is just so good, The, the, the work he's doing as a heel in NXT. I just cannot praise him enough because it is mm. so so fun he's trying to reverse the decision to William Regal because a wheel was what dictated the the person he yeah, was he's like I hate wheels I wouldn't do this <laughs> was, everyone knows I hate wheels yeah. wheels are stupid yeah he
1: was but I great. love that Damien Priest the whole time he's like you did this idiot, <laughs> <laughs> like, you
0: idiot. you're an
1: idiot you did this yeah. you set it up you called the match you made it official <laughs> like you're an idiot Oh, yeah. I love all of it. Uh, Johnny Gargano is great. He's so he's so good at what he does. Yeah.
0: Well, and another guy in a heel role that makes me laugh, uh, that's doing great things. Pat McAfee, again, closing out the show. I like his promo where he says the Pat McAfee brand was just evaluated at one hundred and fifty million dollars. It's like not a bad day. Not a bad day. He <laughs> took a private jet, almost uh, didn't land the bird because we're going into a hurricane in this shithole town of uh, Orlando. And then when uh, I believe it was Fondango that was laying on the uh, announce table and he lines up the kick, he's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh <laughs> and just, whoa, <laughs> gives him the big kick to the chest. He is He's great. I just like him so much.
1: He's so good. He's got potential to be like main eventing WrestleMania within a year if he were to come like do this full time.
0: Oh, He's yeah. So good. And the other thing that I feel they're allowing him to do because he can do it is none of his promos feel scripted. It's, right. hey, we just want you to say Undisputed Era sucks, or we want you to say uh, Killian Dane can't hang with it. If us. they're scripted, and then he just goes he, out there and
1: does it. Yeah. If they're scripted, he wrote the large portion of them because he's just, it's just him. It is Pat yeah. McAfee. It's his demeanor. It's his style of speaking. It's his, you know, it's his way he fucks with people. He's great.
0: I will say this though caution to Pete Dunne. Maybe back off the spray tan. You're starting to look a little weird.
1: Yes. Yeah, you're looking orange, but like an orange gray. You know what I mean? I mean that's weird. He looks
0: like a bodybuilder. I mean, not. I mean, his physique is impressive. I'm not saying his physique's not impressive, and I'm not saying he's gonna be a bodybuilding Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. guy. But when you watch those bodybuilding competitions, it's 700 pounds of this fucking shit on their body. It's weird how somebody it can be weird. orange
1: and brown at the same time.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so weird. It's like he's it's like if you had a bad shit. Bronze. Yeah, but it's like it's it's like if you had a bad shit of Doritos. You know, mm. that brown orange. It's just a weird shitty Dorito looking color on his body. Pete I don't like Dunn
1: it. looks like somebody shit Doritos, is what you're saying. I'm going yep. we should we should make sure somebody gets this to Pete Dunn. Oh what are you gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. Yeah. I'm a fighter.
0: Uh- <laughs> I don't care. What is he gonna do? I'll sue his ass, motherfucker. Huh? Look at these hands. Yeah. These hands are rated E for everybody, you motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't wait me, please. Um uh yeah, NXT was good. Um WWE side, you had Roman Reigns still killing it with his Roman Reigns gimmick. It was good.
1: Nothing new or like flashy that like to write home about. Um, Yeah. Raw really was was hard to stomach the whole show. Like all of it was pretty bad for me. I I felt like Raw
0: was a hey, watch next week. I thought it was a whole promo to watch next week because next week we're going to get for the WWE Championship Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Right. And then we're going to get some payoffs of Alexa Bliss blew the flowers and Nikki Cross's face. So I assume we're going to get a match. I just felt like it was a whole promo of we ain't got nothing this week. Come back well, next week.
1: What is with the the damn uh, dysfunctional family of the Raw Survivor Series team? All of that was trash. Like the, I know what they were trying to pull off, but they just aren't good at it. That mix of characters. Hey, yeah. I like the angle of what they're doing. with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, though. Right? Something subtle's going on there. And I I'm interested where that goes.
0: Yeah. Uh, heels and baby faces in a promo together, not necessarily wanting to kill each other, is interesting because in the world of WWE, it's always I'm good, well, I'm bad. Well, we must fight. And this right. is Seamus saying, Hey, I'm a fucking go get a pint, roll you man. up. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. hold the ropes. I'm gonna do whatever I can. And Drew McIntyre is the not all American, but he is the hero of the masses. that
1: the hero. That does yeah,
0: the yeah, right thing, yeah. and here they are friends. That is fascinating to me. I like that. That yeah, yep. that was a highlight. Alexa Bliss, as I mentioned, uh, essentially just telling Nikki Cross middle finger.
1: <laughs> yeah, because she was like, "It's time to choose you were me," yeah. she She's was like, like "Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I <I'll> choose him." <laughs> <Like.
0: Yeah. laughs> what? A- what a heartbreaking way, moment for Nicki Cross. I choose him
1: over you who hasn't been around for fucking weeks. So I yeah what yeah, a tough decision, even if I'm not crazy and brainwashed. <laughs> Look what the yeah. fuck are you
0: talking about? I just yeah, what a heartbreaking moment for Nikki Cross. Cause to your point, there was no there was no deep thought. It was as no automatic of realization. No. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: No pit in her stomach. No, just
0: it was good. Oh, yeah,
1: good. I am glad you brought this up because I'd like you to fucking go now. <laughs> <Choose him. laughs> I'm glad you fucking finally fucking came out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was as if she was wanting to break up this friendship, but didn't want to do it. So when she heard this is her chance, she fucking jumped. Yeah. That was that was really fun. Um as you mentioned the raw was pretty difficult. But again. Mm-mm. It's three goddamn hours, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did like that um, Titus O'Neil comes out to fight, and he was like, hey, look, I'm going to give you a pass, mostly because you're a good dude, like with your charity work. Let's get the fuck out of here. And he was like, no, I'm not. And he was like, I- okay, <laughs> I guess we got to beat the shit out of you, then. Damn Love it. Love Like that, that yeah. a lot. Yeah. And again- it- if it's COVID times we don't have everybody on deck Titus o'neill it fits right hey you embarrass me i like how he's like hey try to go in above the or what do you say like try to make it in the ring this time yeah try to make it in the ring ring, not under yeah (laughs) yeah something like that god it's fun yeah so i mean there were some little nuggets of highlights but man they're they're slow and dull a lot these days
0: That is the case. But AEW was great. And again, we got some good things to look forward to with that. As we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, if you have any thoughts, share them with hashtag tweet the table. If you want to do a longer form um, uh, communication with us, send an email to the tableshow at gmail.com, or you can go to our brand new website, SpanishTownstable.net. You can see all of our social media, and you can contact us via email. Uh, hit us up. You can there.
1: donate uh, to the show on there if you want. You donate buy to the stuff show. we have merchandise. Obviously,
0: obviously, Tim needs some travel I added to masks get back.
1: I added masks to the store, to the Zazzle store. Go to the website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. There's two masks you can buy on the Zazzle store. Um there's some other stuff, you know. I mean there's shirts, there's mugs. Um it's I'm gonna pull this up right now too. Shop right here. Shop. Oh no, where'd they go? Did I not release them yet. Okay, so maybe coming soon. Coming masks. soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. We we'll get
0: some. There they go?
1: All right, so maybe they're not live yet. Check within a but day. But they or two, will be by the time masks. this episode. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There will be some uh, because you yeah, oh, know it's COVID so yeah.
0: times. Yeah, right, but Tim, now I see them. Oh, I'm right. so happy. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're right great. there. The <laughs> okay.
1: well, I spent a good 30 minutes. Where the fuck are these masks? <laughs> get a little pissed off here. Um, I like, was under the impression there were masks. Uh, so, you know what I blame? I blame the Four Seasons, Four Seasons Total Landscaping <laughs> and their shitty Wi-Fi. So, we'll leave it at that. Well, thanks to our sponsors, Four Seasons Total Landscaping and... We'll see you next week.
0: (laughs) The Spanish Announce Table.